Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new Wittofon Bevy. Wittofon Bevy. And this week, you guys, we are covering... Gut Health 101, how to maintain a healthy gut. And we're going to be talking about how to know if your gut is healthy, healthy, the pillars of gut health, and the common misconceptions about gut health, because that's yeah. what I really wanted to get into. There's a lot of mistruths. It's just like a buzzword. It's everywhere. Yeah. Every health thing is a gut it, yeah. health. That and hormonal balance. Oh, my God. Hormone balancing, gut health. People really went with that and just ran. Ran. Yeah. So we, we're dispelling marathon. some myths. Yes. And at the end of the episode, we are doing snacks, <sighs> facts, and hacks. I'm so excited. Natalie requested it. She was like, please. I know. We haven't been able to do it for so long. No, I know. And I, I love a snack. I do, too. So we're doing snacks, facts, and hacks. So stick around. And you guys know you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. Or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod. Natalie, what are we drinking? Okay, so I think I did this unintentionally. I mean, I did do this unintentionally, but I think maybe this might have something to do with gut. Okay, this <gasps> is the Aura Collagen Tea. Very okay. ginger. Okay. Oh, my God. There's 15 grams of protein peptides. Because, you know, collagen has a lot of protein in it. Oh. But I think, don't they say collagen is supposed to be good for your gut or something? I think oh, that's yeah. also maybe not a thing, but I think they try to say that. The owner of its name is GT, GT Dave. Oh, that's the same, that's the same company as uh, the kombucha. Oh. People. GT Dave founder. Well, that makes GT sense because this is in the same, this was in the same section as the kombuchas at Trader Joe's. Okay, well. If you're looking for it. I wonder if it's. It's kind of the last beverage at Trader Joe's I think I can get. I'm going to have to move Ooh, on. Ooh, it's so fragrant. Smell Ooh, it. I can smell it from here. Ooh, it looks like a little potion. I know. This. It's like, it's in a blue bottle. Hmm. Hmm. The smell. Oh, I, I kind of like. Well, no, from far away. Whoa. Well, if this is the last drink at Trader Joe's, this is an experience. That is an experience. Whoa. Okay. Well, do we have any updates that we should update our listeners on? Oh, gosh. Updates. Updates. There was something that I wanted to say, and I thought of it earlier, and then guess what happened? I didn't write it down. Mm. And I don't have Adderall. So. Oh, Why? Because there's the shortage, and oh. it's just hard to get. Oh, wow. So I will think of things, and if I don't write it down within that minute, gone. Well, I have an update. I'd love to hear it. I got a wig. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm very excited. You guys. Oh, I'm so excited. So, you Did guys, you name it? No. Well, I haven't put got her to name on her. yet, so we'll know. Okay. But as you guys know, I have my curly hair journey. I always wear my hair straight. Then I stop using heat. Right. Now I'm a curly girl. And I get bored with my hair. So yeah. I wear my hair curly, and then I'm like, I can't do my hair anymore. So then I'll get braids, mm -hmm. and then I'll have my braids, and I'm like, I want to touch my scalp. Right. So then I'll go curly. And then I'm like, sometimes I do want my hair straight. Yeah. But I am not willing to compromise the curls because one— it takes too long. One intense straightening session, I, I could lose the curls. Like— It could just go back to zero. I mean— they could be permanently damaged. Oh, no, no, no. So no, no. I bought a straight 
wig, and I'm going to install it. Do you have a day for installation? I can't wait, because I've seen it just without it even fully on, and it looks amazing. Yeah, so they're going to braid my hair down, Mm -hmm. like, into cornrows on my head, and then they're going to put a wig cap on, and then we're going to actually, like, secure it on my head, and then you could wear the install for, like, three to four days. So I'm thinking about, we have a wedding coming up, and I'm like, should I try it for this wedding? Then I'm like, maybe I should try it before, because what if I don't like it? Right. And then I'm stuck at a wedding in a wig. I can't, if there's no going back. Right, right, right. You can't take it off yourself. No, and then I'm going go to go Undo all the braid, yeah. Corner, that would be crazy. So when they do the braids, do they do it in like a circular pattern and then sew the wig they can. into the braid? They can. That's like a full sewing, but no, okay. this would just be the like glue down on my... The lace The hairline. Yes, a lace front. That's why like all these people can have different hairstyles. Right. They're all, you know, everybody's wearing a wig. Yeah. And, like, I was looking at Kiki Palmer. She, oh, wait, her hair is different every second. I'm like, okay, people are wearing wigs. Everyone's yeah. wearing a wig. Right. Everyone. So. If you want it to last longer, is that when you would sew, do the sew-in? Yes, but uh, it gets complicated. Yeah. You're going to want to just get it installed. And then once I have the braids, I can just keep reinstalling it. Right. Can you do it yourself? Yeah, I should. I, should, I can be able you to learn. You can learn. I can learn. Yeah. Because, like, Beyonce's got to have it sewn in. She's no. flipping her hair all over the damn no, place. No, she's got a good, she's got a good, it's secure. It's just the glue? Yeah, because she changes her hair. She can't sew it in. So maybe for the concert, maybe she has a sew-in wig, but no, I think she just has it um, glued. And then also inside the wig, there's clips. So it's clipped. So she, oh, 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 okay. Glued, and there's a band around the back that, like, is on your, so I'll be okay. able to. Whip your hair back and forth. With whip my hair back and forth. Yes, yes. So I'm very excited about the wig, you guys. I'm so excited about so, the wig. So we'll see how we like it. We will report back. She's kind of a lob. Yeah, I well, I kind of want to cut her shorter. I think you, you know how like great the, with a little bob. like the Haley Bieber cut is right. so in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I just make her super short? Because it's kind of at a weird length. You can. And I'm like, do I you just got the option? Do I just hit it right at the Chin? If you want. We'll see when it gets installed. Yeah. I can't wait. Me neither. I think I'm going to just do it for the wedding in yellow. It's Joe's friend, so if I look crazy, it's fine. Right, right. It's um, not like you're in the wedding. No, 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 no. And then you can see if if it's, like, super easy, then maybe you could even do it for the wedding that we're in. True. Yeah. If you're like, oh, this is easy. Because then I can actually, then boom. I can get my hair done with everybody. Right. Because before I was like, Phew, I could not trust anybody with my hair. No. But if I have a wig, yeah, just throw it up in a little bun thing. Oh, it won't be able to go up. Well, I mean, you can you put a, the little, you know, you can do the little half up, half down or whatever. Put a little something in it. Put a pin in it. Put a little pin in it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just fell. <laughs> okay, so let's get into, anyways, that's my update, you guys. I got a wig and I'm very excited about it. Me too. Um, But let's get into gut health. Gut health. Yep. This buzzy, buzzy word that's all over social media and brand marketing. And uh, really, I think it's in everything from probiotics to vitamin gummies to smoothies to broths. To, I mean, everything is claiming to work. But but what actually works and what doesn't? Right. And what does gut health even mean? So should we get into the facts? We are going to get in the facts. I was just really quickly looking at this bottle if this claimed to no, this is hair, skin, and bones. 
and, and muscle. Huh, interesting. But maybe you got this one because it's the beauty and brawn, but I bet you there's another one. A million dollars, they have another one that is gut. Well, I only got this one because it was the only one there. Okay. <laughs> but if there are more, probably. Okay, so some facts. And you might have heard this one before. Your gut acts like your second brain. There's a reason your stomach feels like it's tingling when you're nervous or anxious, and that's because the enteric nervous system, which is a complex and sophisticated network containing over 100 million nerve endings, lines your gastrointestinal tract. It connects your gut and brain. Many studies have linked changes in your microbiome to mood disorders like depression and anxiety, says Pankaj J. Pasricha. There you go. Director of Research at John Hopkins Division of Gastroenterology and Hepatology in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, another fact is that your gut can keep your skin clear. A healthy microbiome can help to regulate the bacteria and other parts of your body, like your skin. According to Joshua Zeichner, Zeichner. Zeichner. You're so good at pronouncing stuff. I can never pronounce anything. Have you noticed that? No. Hmm. Well, he's a dermatologist <laughs> with Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. Um, he says that an unbalanced gut by microbiome. See, now I can't pronounce anything. It happens to the best of us. An unbalanced gut microbiome can cause inflammation that affects the entire body, including your skin, which can lead to breakouts. Mm -hmm. It can also help strengthen your immune system. Some microbes in the gut help control how immune cells function. If the microbiome isn't healthy, the immune system may become too active, and that is by Here Dr. Sarkis K. Masmanian. Flawless. So, but how do we know if your gut is healthy? Because I think it's hard to know. Right. What's normal, what's yes. not. So, number one, regular and pain-free bowel movements. Keeping track of your bowel movements is a good way to keep tabs on your gut health. While everyone's body is different, most healthcare professionals agree that having a bowel movement anywhere between three times a day to three times a week is considered healthy. Stop there. Me and Natalie thought that was I thought crazy. that was wild. You thought three times a week was insane, and I right. thought three times a day was insane. They both seem extreme. They but I guess they're not. Well, I guess that's, the, I guess it's a, every, you know, everything, everything is a spectrum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I guess that is the spectrum. Have, yeah. But I guess if you're doing more than three times a week. Or three times or, a day. Sorry, sorry. More than three times a day, something's wrong. And less than three, three times, times a week, week, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, all of that, I mean, two weeks is on. You know? So what's right for you or normal for you might not be normal for somebody else. But if you notice any changes in frequency that persists for more than a few days, you might want to check in with a little healthcare provider. Shape, color, consistency are also important indicators to keep an eye on. Healthy bowel movements should be smooth, firm, and easy to pass. If it's hard or overly soft or painful to pass, you could be experiencing Diarrhea or constipation. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to read that. But also, this goes back to an earlier thing we, we had brought up is, why are men on the toilet for so long? <laughs> right. It should be easy to pass. <laughs> right. So if you're in there past, what, three minutes? Past, give it, give it a 10. If you want to scroll, if you want to scroll and watch the NPC TikTok I'll people. I'll still sure. never understand, though, why their legs don't start hurting. Your legs aren't hurting sitting there for that long? 
It's not a comfortable chair. I don't know. It's so long, though. The the amount of time my dad is in the bathroom, (laughs) astronomical. I can't with him. I mean, he's been in there for hours, for sure. (laughs) You cannot be trying to go the whole time, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, but uh, but also, I don't know. I have no idea. But I also don't know. Maybe he is. I don't understand. Okay, sorry. Another sign that your gut is healthy is a normal amount of gas and bloating. Passing gas throughout the day is completely normal and generally isn't cause for concern. Gas is a natural part of of the digestive process, and releasing it prevents it from building up in the intestines or stomach. In fact, most healthy people pass gas up to 21 times per day. (laughs) That also (laughs) seems insane to me. I think a lot of it you don't know. I don't think you're conscious. Or maybe that's also burping. Burping. I used to think I didn't burp. Really? Yeah, I used to think I didn't burp. And then I, like, because I never went, like, you right. know, like, if people do that. Yeah. I never did that. And then one day I was with my mom, and I was like, ah. like Yeah. And I was like, did you hear that? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I do burp. But I just, like, burp inside. Yeah. It doesn't like, come out. It's like, yeah, no. Like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how... So I could see that. But listen, I'm learning all kinds of things. Yeah. Okay, another sign that you have a healthy gut is you have a good gut transit time, which refers to how long it takes for the food you eat to be digestive and travel through the gut. While this can vary widely between people, the ideal gut transit time is around 28 hours. But the, see, this is where I'm confused. That's a long time in your body. But also 28 hours, if you're going three times a week, that is way longer. That's like 48 hours or more. Hey, I mean, I don't know. <sighs> this well, is just up to the scientists. This is just, <laughs> yeah. If your transit time is too short or too long, you know, you can speak to your doctor as it may indicate a problem like food intolerance, constipation, or dumping <laughs> syndrome. What the fuck? <laughs> Corinne, where did you get this information? That's a, <laughs> that's a condition in which food travels too quickly. I gotta look up if that's a real thing. <laughs> from your I don't stomach. mean to laugh at anybody who has dumping syndrome, but... <laughs> Why? Why did they call it that? Why did they call it You're that? A dump truck. <laughs> it is. It is something. It is something. That's my bad. That's my bad. It travels too quickly Woo! from your stomach to your small intestine. That's not fair to the person. They that, need to rename that. I have that. dumping syndrome. They need to rename Come that. Come on. Yeah. Say, call it slow transit time syndrome or something. Not dumping syndrome. So that's the opposite of gastroparesis, I guess. I don't know what gastroparesis is. I just read an article about it because I guess it's like happening to everybody that's on Ozempic that shouldn't be. Oh. Where their stomachs are paralyzed. <gasps> like they're frozen. Oh, and they won't, it just won't process the food. Yeah. Just sitting there. Just sitting there. Oh, Lord. I know. Okay. Last sign, but there's a, there's more signs that your gut is healthy is that you feel energized and clear-headed. Turns out not needing an afternoon nap or coffee pick-me-up may just be a sign that your GI tract is on track. The science behind this, according to Dr. Pimentel, is simple. Whether we're aware of it or not, the process of digestion requires significant energy. When you're busy digesting all the time or you're experiencing issues with digestion, more of your energy stores are going towards your stomach and not necessarily your brain 
lungs, and other internal systems. When digestion is smooth, you'll likely feel less fatigued because your energy can be used elsewhere in your body. That makes sense. Interesting. I didn't think about that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So let's get into some of the pillars of gut health, how to keep your gut healthy. Right. Well, first of all, so gut health refers to the well-being of the gastrointestinal or GI tract, which includes the stomach, small intestine, and large intestine. It is a crucial aspect of overall health as the gut plays a vital role in digestion, nutrient absorption, immune function, and even mental well-being. So here are some of the basic pillars. Number one, a balanced gut microbiome. So the gut is home to trillions of beneficial bacteria known as the gut microbiome. Maintaining a diverse and balanced microbiome is essential for proper digestion and overall health. Certain bacteria help break down food, produce essential nutrients, and support the immune system. Ooh, and another pillar of gut health is digestive enzymes. Digestive enzymes are molecules that help break down food into smaller, absorbable nutrients. Adequate production and activity of these enzymes are necessary for efficient digestion. You know I love taking a a digestive enzyme. I do too. Next pillar is fiber intake. Consuming an adequate amount of dietary fiber is crucial for gut health. Fiber promotes regularity, supports a healthy gut environment, and helps feed beneficial gut bacteria. So many Bs. Biome, benefit, bacteria. I can't say digestion. Biotics. Biotics. Which is the next pillar. Yes, probiotics. Probiotics are live bacteria that can be found in certain foods like yogurt and fermented foods or taken as supplements. They can help improve the balance of gut bacteria and support digestion. Digestion. There's also prebiotics, which are non-digestible fibers and compounds that nourish and stimulate the growth of beneficial gut bacteria. They are found in foods like garlic, onions, bananas, asparagus, etc. What am I thinking? Garlic, onion, bananas, asparagus. What is that? It's, there's a, I'm thinking greens, beans, tomatoes, tomatoes. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, another pillar of gut health is hydration. Staying well hydrated is essential for a healthy gut. It helps maintain the mucus lining of the intestines and supports smooth digestion. Digestion. So what are some things we can do to help improve our gut health and not get caught up in this kind of wellness influencer suggestions? Everyone has a take on it. You shouldn't do this. You should do that. Right. I mean, it's what can we do? Yeah. So number one is avoiding overuse of antibiotics. And while antibiotics can be life-saving medications, overuse or inappropriate use can disrupt the gut microbiome by killing off beneficial bacteria along with the harmful ones. And you want to always follow your doctor's instructions when taking antibiotics. And if you think about it, antibiotics, probiotics, biotic. Antibiotic is literally just like killing off the whole biome. Yeah. And then the probiotics is putting them back. So don't use antibiotics if you don't need it. You don't have to. Honestly, I um, I got a toenail infection. I got a toenail infection from uh, getting a pedicure. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But no, from getting a pedicure. And I was like, do I need antibiotics? And I was like, you know what, Corinne? Put some Neosporin on it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Went away. Yeah. You don't want to get too trigger happy with the antibiotic. I think if I had brought it in, they would have been like, mm, you need some antibiotics. They just don't want to be liable. Yeah. 
But another thing you can do to help improve your gut health is to minimize stress. Chronic stress can negatively impact gut health through the gut-brain axis. Finding healthy ways to maintain stress, such as exercise, mindfulness, or hobbies can be beneficial. Just like we said earlier, you know, like when you get anxious, your tummy starts rumbling, bubbling. So there is that connection between the two. When I get really stressed, I get really bloated. Ooh. Like, even if I don't eat anything. It's just like, that's where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think just like everything, I don't know. I don't know why. But I notice that that's like a stress response. Well, yeah. And like, because also if you're anxious a lot, like you don't really digest food well. Because it's just like. like, Maybe. I think a lot of my chronic nausea was anxiety. (sighs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, happens to the best of us. Because I kind of am over my chronic nausea. I kind of went away. And it's not alcohol related? I do think it's alcohol related. I do think oh, it, yeah. that's an f- inflammatory factor. But I drank when I was in Mexico. And didn't didn't vomit. But one drink a day. Right. Right. But that's good. You didn't vomit. No. No vomiting. Oh, wow. I haven't vomited in a while. Ooh, good. Sorry, TMI. But yeah, I have chronic nausea. <laughs> okay. Well, next is regular exercise. Physical activity supports gut health by promoting better digestion and reducing the risk of constipation moving things around. Yes, literally. Another way you can improve your gut health is to avoid excessive sugar and processed foods. Diets high in added sugars and processed foods can negatively affect gut health and lead to imbalances in the gut microbiome. Yes. And finally, limiting alcohol and smoking. That part. Excessive (laughs) alcohol consumption and smoking can harm the gut lining and disrupt the gut microbiome take a shot every well maybe don't because it says every time we say digestion or microbiome microbiome (laughs) i mean you'd be dead by now literally after limit alcohol take (laughs) Take a a shot shot every time yeah (laughs) it's important to note though that individual responses to diet and lifestyle changes can vary so it's a good idea to consult with a healthcare professional or a registered dietitian for personalized advice on improving gut health Additionally, if you experience persistent digestive issues, you should definitely seek medical attention to rule out any underlying health conditions. Yeah. And there are, you know, a lot of, I mean, there is a lot of stuff that's just like normal. Uh Uh-huh. But there is stuff that actually is a problem, one of which we both had, which is SIBO. And that stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is caused when bacteria that are normally present in the large intestines start to grow into the small intestine. This causes problems because many of these bacterias and other single-cell organisms called, oh, archaea? Archaea ferment sugars they produce gas. So some signs of SIBO are bloating, abdominal pain, excessive belching, and acid reflux. And let me tell you, when I had SIBO, I looked six months pregnant. My stomach was rock hard. Yeah. Like, pressed on, it was rock hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it would hurt. Did you take the, I can't remember if your route was. I did the at-home test. I had to do the I did chicken that and too, rice. which I was the worst day of my life. But the did you for like the treatment of it? I feel like I was on like 18 things a day for like 6 weeks. <sighs> I took antibiotics. You did antibiotics. <laughs> right, right. And right. I I only had to, I had to do two rounds of it cuz it didn't yeah. go away the first time. But then I have not had it since. But see, that is 
like that's when you maybe you should take antibiotics because your biome's fucked. So you're clearing it out to like start over. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I had an overgrowth of bacteria, so I actually sense. did have to clear it out. But right. I had to do it twice. But when I tell you, like, rock-hard stomach. Oh, that happens to me still, but not with SIBO when I get overly stressed. Wow. Interesting. I know. And um, the acupuncturist, Dr. Kevin and Dr. Linda, my favorite people in the entire universe, I told them that, and they were like, there's no way. And I said, next time it happens, I'm going to take a picture, and I'll show you. And it happened, and I brought it in, and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> they were like, that's crazy really is. And it is like hard as a rock. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Okay, the next thing that can be an underlying condition is Crohn's disease, which is a chronic disease that causes inflammation in your digestive tract. It can affect any part of your digestive tract, which runs from your mouth all the way to your ass. <laughs> all the way. It's the whole top to bottom. But it usually affects your small intestine and the beginning of your large intestine. I don't know why these are all capitalized. I apologize. <laughs> all the symptoms. Yeah. Corinne wrote this part. <laughs> so some signs of Crohn's disease are diarrhea, fatigue, abdominal pain, and cramping, blood in your stool. If you have blood in your stool, immediately go to the emergency room. Immediately. Don't <laughs> rule that one out. Unless you've recently had beets, in which case... That causes blood in your stool? <laughs> no, but it can look like oh, it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, mouth sores. But again, hey, that's where they say it starts from your mouth all the way to your ass. Another underlying gut condition could be, we hear it all the time, I saw an billboard for it <laughs> in Los Angeles that said, hot girls have IBS. IBS. What? I've, Are I've we doing? seen that so many times. That like, you're immune to it. That I'm, well, and also I'm just like, we're, this joke is tired. Here's the thing, what I realize, and I will get into IBS because it is a real thing that people actually have. Yes. I was, I've been living in the Midwest, the South, for the last three months. When I tell you. They would never. I, I, I got desensitized to Los Angeles. I came back. I was like, what the fuck? There's a billboard that says hot girls have IBS? for a, And it was an ad for a gummy uh, company. Oh, is it? It wasn't Lemmy. Oh, I was going to say. But it was it one of, it was Lemmy, Ali, Papi, Kaki, whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm just like, what are we doing? But I also don't think that these people actually have IBS. Hey, man. A lot of people that are like, I have IBS. I'm like, are you, have you talked to a doctor about that? That's what I'm saying. So if you think you have IBS, well, here you go. IBS stands for Irritable Bowel Syndrome, and it is a group of symptoms that occur together, including repeated pain in your abdomen and changes in your bowel movements, which may cause diarrhea, constipation, or both. With IBS, you can have symptoms without any visible signs of damage or disease in your digestive tract. Some of the signs are, like we said, abdominal um, stomach pain, cramping, which may be relieved by moving your bowels, a change in your bowel habits, such as diarrhea, constipation, sometimes both, bloating and swelling of your stomach, excessive wind. <laughs> Not excessive wind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, occasionally experiencing an urge, an urgent need to move your bowels. So if you guys are listening and you have have any of the previously stated problems, you know, in, in many cases, most cases, it's not 
something super serious, but it could also be something like colorectal cancer. And so you should go to a gastroenterologist um, and get that checked out because I, I really want to make sure that we are actually talking about colorectal cancer. I had a friend of mine last year who passed away from it at only 28 years old. So we've talked about it before, but it's a real thing and it's affecting people younger and younger. So some of the signs of colorectal cancer are a change in bowel habits, like we said, such as diarrhea, constipation, narrowing of the stool that's very particular to colorectal cancer. Oh, interesting. That lasts for more than a few days, a feeling that you need to have a bowel movement that is not relieved by having one. Rectal bleeding with bright red blood, blood in your stool, which might uh, make it look dark brown or black, cramping or abdominal pain, weakness and fatigue or losing weight without trying. So if you have any of the symptoms that I just mentioned, please, please, please go get checked. Please go get a colonoscopy. It's always better to be safe than sorry. And colorectal cancer is a beast. So also it really is affecting men. Yes. Right now. It's really affecting men younger and younger. So Um, if you have a boyfriend or a brother that's like saying like, oh my God, because you know, sometimes they might just be like, well, yeah, I was bleeding out my ass, but hey, that's just how. (laughs) No, no, for real, for real. Joe and my ex-boyfriend, both of them, I've said this before, had weird stomach stuff, went and got a colonoscopy early in their 20s, both had precancerous polyps. Yeah, both. And your ex-boyfriend was like 23 when Yeah, that he was really young. And yeah, I mean, if he had waited to the recommended age of 45 now to get got it done, it oh, would have— Oh, forget it. it yeah, it would have been, been really bad. So please get checked out. We don't want to scare anybody, of course. No. But I'd rather you guys be safe than sorry. Yes. And is there any information—I mean, you might know this off the top of your head if you don't, it's fine—as to why it's happening— more and more frequently? They're not sure. I mean, a lot of it could be dietary, like processed foods, alcohol, all of that. But they do not know why it's hitting people younger. And I think it's mostly in America. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, to kill us, Whatever. You know. Um, you know how it is. You know how it be out here. But aside from all that, we just, we just spit a lot of facts. A lot of facts. A lot of truths. But there is so much misinformation about gut health yes. on the internet. Yeah. On TikTok, there's little hacks, how to heal your gut, how to do hashtag gut talk, hashtag da da da. Yeah. And how can we kind of weed through all of this nonsense? Right. And and what are some of the things that, that aren't maybe true? Right. Well, first of all, doctors and experts in the field really kind of want to warn people against those types of videos. Um, because you just don't know where the information is coming from. So you want to look into where is the information coming from and if it has any proven scientific backing at all, or if someone's trying to sell you something. Ha ha. ha, You know? Hot girls have IBS. Yep. You don't have IBS. They just want you to buy their gummy. Right. (laughs) You just, and like I said to Corinne the other day, I think you just chugged a, a cold brew (laughs) <laughs> and then ran a mile and haven't eaten anything and then shit your pants. Yes. <laughs> and you took a multivitamin. And you're like, I'm IBS. It's like, no, ma'am. <laughs> I don't think you do. So, yeah, like green juice powders, probiotics, collagen, gummies, sea moss. Those are all things that are on the internet with very little actual scientific evidence backing them. So the number one misconception is that probiotic supplements just like take care of everything. And while some probiotics 
might have benefits. They're not a magic cure and cannot, quote-unquote, fix your gut health. In short, there is some research suggesting that specific probiotic strains may help with IBS symptoms. And while that's promising, the evidence base is currently insufficient to make any conclusive statements. And as it stands, there's no clear consensus on which strains, doses, or mixtures of antibiotics, oh, I'm sorry, of probiotics are effective. What's more, you don't need to take supplements to increase your probiotic intake. Instead, it's recommended that you eat fermented foods with high beneficial bacteria like kimchi, kombucha, sauerkraut, miso. Love sauerkraut. (sighs) That is my German girly in me. Sauerkraut with with like a sausage and (sighs) mustard. Fuck me up. Fuck me up. Love it. (laughs) Um, Lastly, probiotics without prebiotics are insufficient to encourage good gut health. So you should also have a variety of plant-based fiber, fruits, and whole grains. Those are all prebiotics, meaning they feed the beneficial bacteria in your gut. So you have to have the pre and the pro. Yes, I take a symbiotic probiotic. Ooh. So it's both pre and pro. Ah. That's very... I'm curious about that. The second... Oh, I just wanted to say that even though they're saying like probiotics aren't like a cure-all or whatever, I don't think there's like harm in it, especially in America. We're not getting kimchi, kombucha, sauerkraut, and miso. Right. On a regular... Like in Asian countries, they're killing it. Mm -hmm. Here, I can't find sauerkraut fucking anywhere. I was actually thinking tonight... I really want sauerkraut. Sauerkraut with a, like a hot dog. Yeah, I think it might. That might be my that dinner tonight. So girl good. dinner. Girl <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I will be my girl dinner tonight. Um, okay. The second misconception about gut health is that gluten is bad for your gut. While gluten can be highly inflammatory for individuals with autoimmune diseases, wheat allergies, gluten intolerance, or celiac disease, gluten is actually not bad for your gut if you're not affected by it. In fact, a lot of products made with gluten have heart and gut-healthy whole grains that are beneficial in feeding the good bacteria in your gut. They've got those prebiotics. Yeah, there we go. And then finally, the misconception that you should cleanse your gut with colonics. There is no scientific evidence that colonic irrigation improves gut health. While it does empty the colon, it's not necessary unless you're undergoing a surgical procedure like a colonoscopy. In these cases, a doctor will give you a special laxative solution that you've got to drink and it's a whole thing. Moreover, your colon does not need to be cleansed or detoxed because your liver and your kidneys work daily to do this very job, and they're perfectly capable. In fact, colonic irrigation can lead to bloating, stomach pain, infection, and even a punctured bowel if performed incorrectly. What's more, repeated colon cleanses can cause diarrhea, thereby depleting your gut microbiome of good bacteria. I feel like that was a thing in the 90s. Oh, I think, I mean, I remember... We're getting colonics all the time, right? Oh, I think just, like, a few years ago, there was a bunch of, like, medi-spas that opened that were, like, doing colonics. Like, you can get your Botox and a colonic. Like, what the... I don't know. Well, you guys, we hope you learn more about gut health, what it is, how to know if your gut is healthy, and how to maintain a healthy healthy one. Okay. Let's circle back on this Aura Collagen Tea in the Berry Ginger Flavor. 15 grams of protein. Protein. Peptides. And two grams of sugar. One, two. (sighs) We did two weeks in a row, but we had to. We have to. 
a, a Barbie cast member. America Ferrera. America Ferrera. I love her. Oh my God, she was so good. I love her. She's um, so stunning. And just just because she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, her speech, everything. I like the packaging. I love the packaging. I love the bottle. The taste. It's all right. I wouldn't buy it again. I wouldn't buy it again. But if you had it at a, like a lunch, you'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, six? Six. six. Okay. A six out of America Ferrera. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, it's Snacks, Facts, and Hacks. I'm Natalie so is so excited. excited. Oh, I hope you haven't already had my snack. If you we have, I don't remember. Okay. Would you like to present? Okay. While I find a, a fact. I'm also running out of snacks from Trader Joe's. Me too. Oh, God. I didn't even know. Did you get yours from Trader Joe's? Yes. What if we got the same one? We didn't. Okay. These are organic chocolate chip granola bites. <gasps> and they're like in their own little individual packages. Oh, wow. You know what these are? A uh, dupe of? Um, Those the little made goods. goods. I love them. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ooh, organic chocolate chip. It's kind of like a like a chewy bar, but in a ball. I love. Okay, let me see. Mmm. Oh, they're harder than I was expecting. Same. Do you have a a, a fact or a hack to accompany your snack? I learned a fact today. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have two facts. One. Did you know that we didn't start saying hello as a greeting until the invention of the telephone? What would you say? How do you do? I don't know. Howdy? I don't know. Because they were, you would never answer the—you wouldn't say hello. Like, that wasn't a thing. If you were greeting people, I don't know what you would say. My good lady. <laughs> My good sir. Hmm. So that's one fact. And then the other fact is that, did you know that the Lion King— is a retelling of Hamlet. Hmm. It is a Shakespeare-inspired movie. I think there's a lot of those that I don't there's know. There's a ton of them. But I did not realize that Hamlet... I mean, it makes sense. I'm like, oh, actually, yeah. Lion King is a Hamlet. They're making dupe. a... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're making a Mufasa movie. They are? Mm-hmm. Huh. With like, and you get to find out why Scar hate- has a scar. Oh, no, Live I like Mufasa. I like Mufasa. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking of Scar for some I hate Scar. No, there. I think it's like uh, Mufasa's or- origin story. And you okay. know Mufasa is my OG baby daddy. <sighs> he is an animated lion. I can't <laughs> believe that they did that to him, though. What? Killed him. Oh, I know. Oh, but I God. mean, now that I realize that it's Hamlet, I'm like, well, of course. Yeah. I need to refresh uh, Hamlet. Oh, I have, I have, okay. Let me introduce my snack. Oh, yeah, your snack. You probably have had these before. Have you had these? No. Okay. Um, these are the Trader Joe's jerk-style plantain chips. Mmm. I specifically got the jerk-style one because the regular ones I'm pretty sure people have had. I've definitely had the regular ones. I've never had the jerk-style. Um. Oh, I guess we'll... And while you eat, I will tell you my fact. I have two. Oh, wow. One that... Australia is whiter than the moon. Whiter or wider? (laughs) Wide. (laughs) Wider. The moon sits at 3,400 
kilometers in diameter, while Australia's diameter from east to west is almost 4,000. Isn't Australia smaller than, like, Russia and China and America? I think it's the width. I'm not sure. That's just a fact. Okay. Okay. Another fact is that the Spice Girls were originally a band called Touch. Wow. Even I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, a little spice. Oh, okay. Jerk-style plantain chips. Hmm. They're spicy in a way that I don't know if I like. I don't know if I like the unique blend of... Spices. I'm trying to, uh, it's a very particular spice. I'm trying to put my finger on it. Mm, guess it, because I, I know what it is. <gasps> it tastes like Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. It tastes like the Chex Mix or the Gardetto's spice. But it's spicier. But it's spicier. Right. Like if this was on a Chex, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. it would taste like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, black pepper, cinnamon, coriander, nutmeg, red pepper, thyme, garlic powder, garlicky. I like it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. And then what do you feel? So that was the jerk-style plantain chips from Trader Ho's. Yep. And then what do you feel about the um, organic chocolate chip granola bites? Kind of disappointed. I had high hopes. I thought they were going to be a little chewy bar nuggets. They're kind of That's what the made good ones are. They're very chewy. These are a little bit um, more crunch. Yeah, but also like the chocolate doesn't taste that good. You know? They're disappointing. I wouldn't I wouldn't entertain these. I would go get the made good ones if you want granola bites. But if you're feeling maybe these would there's something missing about the jerk style plantain chips. Like a dip. I'm like, I'm what dip would like go? Like a with sour it? cream or something? Yeah, or something. A queso. A cheese. A pimento. Yeah, you're in mm, the right direction. Pimento where- cheese dip. That cuts the that cuts the heat. You need something to cut it that like cools it down a little bit, but also goes with plantains. I fuck with that. Okay, I would definitely go try it and mm-hmm. then maybe try a dip with it and let us know what you guys come up with. Yeah, but you can pass on the granola bites. You can pass. Yeah, um, smash or pass. <laughs> smash or pass. Smash the chips. Pass on the bites. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, if you like this episode, we have similar episodes. Episode 92, Intuitive Eating, How to Eat What You Love with dietitian Sammy Privet of uh, Fine Food Freedom. Mm -hmm. We also have episode 140, Meet Your Mind, How to Keep a Healthy Brain. Oh, uh uh-huh. That that gut brain brain access, access, you know? And if you guys like this episode or you have episode ideas, feel free to email us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. Or you can DM us with an advice question at Am I Doing This Right Pod on Instagram. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Thanks.